Hi everyone, I'm Jocelyn, and I am grateful you're here. You're listening to the Starting with Gratitude podcast. This is a safe space intended to host meaningful conversations exploring all topics of the human experience. Every conversation starts with gratitude and remains rooted in gratitude. After you listen, make sure to join the community by subscribing and sharing. I am so happy you have joined us. Hello, Jennifer. How is your heart feeling in this moment? I'm kind of like in a very interesting place. You know, it's 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 good. It's okay. It's not where I want it to be, but it's, you know, mm-hmm. it's like one of those days. But I know that it's going to get better. So my heart's kind of like a little bit everywhere, and I guess. Yeah, like what first came to me right now is like your heart is wanting a little extra like pep talk and encouragement and love from you. Mm-hmm. I totally feel that. And I'm excited to drop even further into the heart space in this conversation. But before we do so, I'm going to ask you to share with us what it is that you feel grateful for. I really love that you start every podcast that way or your interview that way. I feel like it's really intentional, really beautiful. And it actually made me think of like, oh, it's really, I don't start my days off like that. I feel like I should. So this was really great. So thank you. Um, I'm, I, what I wrote down is I am really grateful for another day. I feel like I, it's another day of just trying my best. And that's what I'm grateful of. Cause it's like, okay, cool. Maybe yesterday last week was a little rocky, but today doesn't have to be that way. So I'm really grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's something honestly that has helped me personally so much is like acknowledging that my best is going to show up differently every day and just putting in that effort and acknowledging my effort of doing my best each day and like allowing that to be enough at the end of the day. Yeah. So I love that you shared that with us. How would you describe this current season of your life? This current season of my life, I feel like has been kind of like a, it was, it was like a no filter, no distractions, just kind of like a me to me face to face, like realization kind of like, all right, this is, this is us kind of, I don't know if that makes sense. It was more, this season was more of like a, I don't want to say Kylie Jenner. I was like realizing things. Um, <laughs> it was, I did realize a lot of things, but I feel like this season was kind of all about me all about my mental health, um, recognizing, you know, un- unhealthy coping patterns that I need to like work on, kind of like a realization of like, okay, um, you're not broken. You're able to kind of move forward from your, you know, unhealed parts, your trauma parts and stuff like that. And it was also a season where I really felt like, I even surprised myself. I started doing a lot of things outside of my comfort and I was just like, Oh, I'm, I'm kind of good at this. I should probably keep going. So it was a lot of that, a lot of like realization of like, okay, we got to do some inner healing work for sure. But also in obviously in a positive light of like, Oh, 
I'm capable of like a lot of things <laughs> and it's great and it's beautiful to even see that and to be very like, wow, this is cool. You could do it. Yeah. Yeah. So would you say that that those themes are like still taking place right now for you? For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. The way that I interpret that is like you feeling like you're being called to transform into a new Jennifer, but knowing that like while you are transforming and like doing these new things, you still have to like take care of like these things over here and heal them and confront them um, so that you can like properly really transition into this new space. Yeah, I a thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say? You mentioned that like you've been having realizations and I would love for you to share with us if you're open, like what has been one of your most cherished or your favorite realizations that you've had recently about yourself? At least for me, I feel like imposter syndrome is so real. I think a lot of folks, you know, um, we experience we experience that. And it comes from obviously a lot of different places. And for me as a creative person, um, I'm a model, but I also do other creative things. And this year, I really started kind of doing things behind the scenes. So I like, I was a director, I've done styling, I've done like, um, I produced a lot of stuff. So I've been kind of like behind the, the scenes this, this year, at least I still model, but I guess um, being behind the scenes is just kind of like a new role and just being really in awe of the fact that like, oh, wait, I'm, I could do this. Like I have a good eye and trusting my, and trusting myself. I think that was like the biggest thing of like, oh, I could, I, I should trust myself in like being able to like take these jobs or like handle these different projects because I'm capable of doing it opposed to being like, oh, like I can't do that because, well, I'm not like a super creative person or like, oh, well, I didn't go to school for this or like, oh, well, would I know? It's like, no, like I have the experience. I have the eye. I have the drive. I have the passion for it. And it shows. And obviously I didn't do this alone. I think that's something that's really important. I did it with like my friends and my community and literally my friends that are also like within that industry that were like, yeah, like, let's do it. Let's do it together. And I feel like being able to first start it off with my friends was really nice, a really nice introduction. And that then it just kind of bloomed into like, oh, I could do this outside of, you know, my friends. I could do this like if I have a brand that's like, yo, like we need a creative director, yo, we need a stylist, like, are you down? I'm like, yeah, I'm down. So that was, that's been something that, you know, I really liked and cherished this year. I feel like I started trusting myself a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's been, it's been great. It's been beautiful. It's been beautiful to see myself like blossom and grow and, you know, not put myself in a little box of like, this is my thing. And this is the only thing I do. It's like, no, I, I could do a lot of things. I'm such a multifaceted person and I feel like everybody has different sides of them. Um, And I feel like this year I was able to really, really, really nurture that part of myself, which was really beautiful and great. Yeah. 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 So it seems like there's been this duality of I can do these things. I'm capable of doing these things, but also realizing that in doing those new things that perhaps it triggered the imposter syndrome and like, also realizing like, okay, this is coming up. I have to take care of this. 
Would you say that that is what has been bringing up the imposter syndrome is like trying these new things that have been outside of like what you regular have been doing? Yeah, it definitely has brought up, brought, brought it up for sure. I even like talked to my friends about it and even friends that are like my photographer friends, my model friends, like everybody, literally, I feel like even people that are not in the creative scene either. Um, I have a friend that works at a nonprofit and it's the same thing of like, are we kidding ourselves? Like, can we actually do this? Like, oh no. And it comes, it's, it comes and it goes. I think that's also a big thing about imposter syndrome. It comes and it goes. And sometimes it comes when you least expect it and you're just like, not today, not today. Cause I just can't. And that's been something that I for sure have been like, kind of like dealing with and trying to take care of myself and like being very gentle with myself with, because at the end of the day, like imposter syndrome is, is valid to some points, but also it's kind of like, it literally blinds you from all the greatness that you are and that you're capable of. And I think that's what stops people. And that's something that I don't ever want that to happen to me or to my friends or to my loved ones, that they stop themselves because they believe themselves in thinking that they they can't do anything or they're not capable of doing what they, what they want to because dreams are achievable. In healing the imposter syndrome and other um, things that you're healing, what, Jennifer, are you shedding? Yeah. So for me right now, the Jennifer that I'm shedding is basically, you know, the one that is a little bit shy to ask for help. The Jen that's very like, um, that can be a little bit insecure or the Jen that like double, like second guesses herself and like, is like, oh, I have this great idea, but I'm not going to do it because I'm too scared or like no one's going to like it. And now I'm transforming and transitioning to someone that's like, you know what, like, just go for it. You you never know what could happen. It could be great. Like it's a post of like I'm I'm transitioning to like what if it all goes wrong mentality to like but what if it could be great? Yeah, like what if it all works out? What if it all goes right? Yeah, yeah. I actually have a post-it note on my desk that says exactly that because I need that reminder too. Is like when I catch myself like thinking I'm like, oh, but like if it doesn't work out or like what if this is the wrong investment or you never, you know, and just switching that to like, but what if it does go the way that you envision it or even better, or it connects you to a certain relationship or opportunity that leads you somewhere where you're meant to be. So I love that. And something that I find really beautiful about you being, you know, open about sharing this and this season with us is maybe with models in particular, because models are like in front of the camera and it's about beauty and it's like, you know, like you and people may have the perception or make the assumption that, you know, they are, you know, hundred percent confident and they're like, not, don't have any insecurities and they're, you know, do you feel like you've experienced that projection on you or you've like taken note of that as a model? Yeah, for sure. I actually have gotten like, how are you so confident? And I'm just like, girl, if you only knew what goes in my head, you know, like, and I think that is kind of like a, like a misconception of like models that like, yeah, like y'all are confident 24 seven. It's like, at least me, I can't, obviously I can only speak to like my 
my experience. And it's like, no, there's not, I wish I, oh my God, my life would be so easier if I was confident 24 <laughs> seven, but, but it's, and it's, and it's not, I feel like that's just not realistic. Right. But it's my job, obviously, to make sure that like, I'm cool and I'm handling, you know, my insecurities in a really healthy way. But yeah, I get that a lot. I've definitely have gotten like messages from, from folks, like how, how do you gain your confidence? And like, how do you, you know, and like, modeling like yeah you do have to be comfortable in the camera because if you're not comfortable in the camera it reads it kind of it reads off you could tell Mm -hmm. um which is like you know in the beginning of my modeling career y'all should see my photos it was it was they were silly but I was like you know what like I still want to do it like who cares and it for me I started building my confidence in modeling a little bit more because I just kept on doing it I also started modeling with my friend. So I had my friend who's a photographer who would just take photos of me. And obviously I was already comfortable with my friend that it just kind of blossomed through there. And then I started getting like, you know, other folks hitting me up and I just started building my confidence in modeling. Um, But definitely there's days where I'm just kind of like, I don't want to be in front of the camera. Like I don't want to wear 10 pounds of makeup. Like I don't want to get my hair done today. Like I feel not my best self but I have to kind of like you know what like suck it up and just you know it's a job at the end of the day right I feel like every it's modeling's job just like any other job I'm pretty sure folks don't feel super confident sometimes at jobs too and I do get that a lot when people are like how do you build your confidence I'm just like girl it is a day-to-day thing you know some days I do feel great and amazing I feel I look at myself in the mirror I'm like yes Mm-hmm. And then there's moments where I'm just like, oh my God, oh my God, is this, is this how we look like today? But what matters, obviously what matters in the inside, because if you don't feel so great, it's going to project outside. So mm-hmm. that's, that's the thing for sure. And I'm just like, you just got to love yourself. You got to try. As you were sharing that light with us regarding the modeling, it kind of for me the way that I'm seeing it from the outside looking in now is like you're kind of experiencing like a full circle moment in a way because you know you stepping into modeling um you had the introductory with like your friends and you're experiencing that again as you're doing something new doing with your friends and I think it's also important to acknowledge that like, as you try something new, building the confidence is also going to be a practice in general. So I kind of see how that like the pattern is kind of like coming up again for you as you're like stepping into something new. And it's great that the universe has aligned you with opportunities to like get into these new things, like with your friends, because it does make it more comfortable and more approachable and like allows you to like, build that confidence like we're speaking of aside from you know imposter syndrome you mentioned you know prior to this call that you have been you know confronting some hard truths Mm -hmm. what are you know if you feel open to sharing you know some of the hard truths that you're currently confronting yeah at least for me it's um it has to deal with like relationships, like friendships, um, my, you know, romantic relationships, my relationship with myself, you know, my family relationships, I feel like um, 
I've been really focusing on like how I communicate, which is really interesting. My attachment styles, which is really, that one is a trip. A lot of inner, inner healing work, but also like, I think for the first time in a long time, I'm actually like um, trying to take care of my inner child and actually acknowledging that I have an inner child and really trying to like heal through that. Cause I feel like this time around, since I am around obviously community and being around my friends and with my loved ones are such, it is a big thing in my life. Mm-hmm. You, I, you know, in my work and not my work, like friends and family are just huge parts of my life. I love love. I'm a cancer. I love love so much. And having those relationships being healthy is something that's really important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, sometimes, you know, communication, communication styles, attachment styles kind of get all, get all in the way, all in the mix. And it's like, whoa, wait, hold up. I was being kind of avoidant there. I don't have to be avoidant. I could literally just tell you how I feel. Mm-hmm. Hmm, what if I just try that? It doesn't have to be explosive. Interesting. Yeah. You know, so, that, so that's where all of my stuff has been, you know, and I feel like it may seem kind of like elementary. I feel like we, I should have been done this, but that's just where I'm at with like my healing and um, what I've been really face to face with is just like communicating. Um, how is your inner child wounds kind of coming up and how are they being projected onto people that you love or just things like that, which is just kind of like another big kind of worms of like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The healing, when you step into it and when you like actually make the conscious decision to like invest in it, it can feel overwhelming at first sometimes because you're like starting to realize all these things and you're reflecting at the same time that you're learning. And I can relate to so much of that. And I actually find it so interesting as I have these conversations and just conversations in general with family and friends, I noticed that this has been coming up for so many people is the reflecting on relationships and communication and how we could have, you know, been healthier in the way that we express ourselves and the way we love ourselves and how important that is and how that is manifested in everything outside of us. I feel called to ask you because I can relate to all of this is like, I know that, you know, looking back before I felt called to get into all of these, into all of this healing myself, that there were like a series of events that took place that kind of led me to here. Do you feel like there were like a series of events that took place that were like kind of breaking you down to this point of like, okay, like I am committing to my healing now. (laughs) For me, this year has been really great. A lot of blessings and I'm really happy about it. However, this was kind of like the first full year where like I wasn't tied to like a nine to five. I wasn't like, you know, it was very just me. Not a lot of distractions, just me. And um, it was kind of scary because it was just a lot of like, you know, unknown stuff. Like, what am I going to do next month? Like, how am I going to get my bills paid? Like being a creative, you know, it's always up and down. Being freelance is always up and down. And this was like my first year of being like completely freelance. And it's been great. 
but when it's obviously when I'm not booked, it's like, ah, you know, that financial like scarcity of like, ah, I need money because also I, we, I didn't survive. Like, it's not even because I want to be rich and greedy. I do want to be rich, but you know, like <laughs> I need to survive. Yeah. Um, so that's where I feel like having, I did have a lot of downtime of like, oh, great. And obviously like um, this year around too, like I feel like my friends have been really important people in my life. And obviously it's it's been kind of a hard year for me. I feel like I could say that and be really honest and um, still being loved by my friends, even though like I, it's been a low year. And, I, and that kind of made me like, oh, these people love you and um, you my family too and um, other people that have came into my life um, that have been really great and amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's how it kind of broke down to a point where I kind of had to be, I had to kind of hit a little bit of like a rock bottom, I feel like, at least a rock bottom for me, mm-hmm. um, where I was like just you know, not, not having a fun time anymore. I was really like, you know, spewing out, projecting, like it just lashing out. And like, it was just not like something that I was like, this isn't me or like, this isn't something that I want to continue doing or like just being like, Hmm, you, you could do better. Mm-hmm. And having that realization of just kind of like, Oh, it's because of this and this and this and this that you haven't worked through, which is like, you know, there's a reason why you haven't worked through it. It's not easy, but you need to, because if you want these people in your life and you want to love them just as much as they're loving you, you have to kind of like really step up to the plate. And that was kind of like my calling of like, I don't want to lose, I don't want to be alone. (laughs) Even though my full, like, um, my, like when I'm like really low, I want to push people away and I'm just like, get away. I'm unlovable. Don't look at me like, oh, like, get away, get away, get away. Um, But understanding that that comes from somewhere that's Mm -hmm. not great. And that, like, you could still obviously still be kind of low, but also, like, still be loving and great. Mm -hmm. And, like, let your friends and your family and your loved ones know, like, hey, this is this is what I'm I'm going through right now. And, like, I'm trying my best. And sometimes your friends are most most all the time, their friends are like, what they're like um what do you need or like how can I help and obviously is at their capacity which I love every time I talk to my best friend I'm like do you have capacity right now and they're like yeah so then we, and sometimes they don't and that's totally okay it's not anything personal it's just like everyone is going through their own stuff like everyone is literally dealing with life the way that you know mm-hmm. so it's been a lot of that and I remember um I had a partner who asked me like what do you need from me? Like, how can I help you? Like, I want to make sure that you're good. And I remember being like, what? You're asking me this? Like, this is crazy. Like, what? Wow. And I'm just <laughs> like, it's literally like a basic minimum shit. But mm-hmm. that story kind of also clicked of like, okay, what do you need? And then I'm just, then it started, then I started like asking myself, what do I need? Because I couldn't even say, I couldn't even answer to like, my partner at that time like this is this is what I need you know Mm -hmm. yeah there's a few things that are coming up 
for me as you shared this. And one thing is like, you know, I had asked you what series of events kind of led to you being like, okay, I need to confirm myself. I need to heal. And it seems like the series of events essentially got you to the point where it's like, okay, it's me, myself, and I right now. Like, I am alone. This is me. Um, I have like more of this like space and time to like be with myself and not have as many distractions. The other thing that came up for me is just that expression of love that is shown in our friendships when they accept us the way that we are, when we feel like we're not our best selves or when we feel like we don't have as much to offer per se. And like, they're still accepting, they're still loving and they're still present. And it's just like, it really does make you feel like, dang, <laughs> I'm loved. Like, I'm, I'm supported. <laughs> yeah. And it's such a blessing to have that, you know, like that's something that I personally have also experienced over the past couple of years is just like that love from friendships. And it's just like really made me cherish my friends so much more and just value genuine friendship so much more because it's like it really contributes to your healing, you know, when people accept you in those seasons of your life. And lastly, the, you know, when you brought up your past partner who had asked you what help you wanted and you didn't really know how to respond to that. I feel like a lot of really independent women um, and brown women, black women, um, first gen women can relate to that. And I think there's a lot to unpack there <laughs> regarding like you know, not knowing how to answer someone offering their help or what it is that you need exactly. It's like, what do I need? You know, like I've been so occupied with just providing and providing and taking care of things where it's like, well, what do I need? You know, where am I needing, you know, my cup to be filled? Yeah. So kind of getting into relationships if you're open to talking a bit about that as I was kind of researching you a little bit I saw a couple of things that I kind of wanted to bring up one someone had asked you like what your favorite zodiac signs are and you said Pisces Scorpio Capricorn and Aries because they have like the intensity and um, emotionalness that you do as a cancer and then when someone asked you for relationship advice um, you had shared, you know, to make sure that your partner contributes to your happiness, isn't like the sole provider of your happiness. And that kind of lead leeway into you bringing up like the codependency. So relationships. I love love. <laughs> I adore love. I think love is amazing, but it's, 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 it's you know, <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know. So I'm a Scorpio. Love it. And um, I 100% know what you're referring to when you say intensity and emotionalness. I would love to kind of bring up, you know, how 
that intensity has either been of disservice or service to you in your relationship. So how has your relationship with your own intensity or your own emotions been in your relationships? Yeah, I, I know. (laughs) I love hard. I know this. I know this about myself. I'm cancer. And I think it's a beautiful thing. I also am someone that grew up watching a lot of rom-coms probably way too many for my own good um I grew up reading a lot of a lot of books you know so there in itself I had already I already have this like romanticized idea of what love love is right Mm -hmm. and in reality that's that's not how it works at all love is literally accepting that person for who they are and not not projecting your own like oh this is this is this is your role in my life and this is the character you're going to play which is so crazy and chaotic for me to say (laughs) that was the old me okay so let me be clear that was old me and um the older I get the more you know I date the more I meet people the more I realize what love actually is and it's like acceptance right it's understanding it's really just like communicating you know um understanding other people's traumas that come up because at the end of the day like you're with you're when you're with someone it's not that you're responsible for their trauma but like though their trauma your traumas kind of just are a part of like the mix right and being able to like work through that um and having partners that are willing to work through that right I've all definitely had partners that were just kind of like what are you talking about I don't have no trauma and I'm like okay <laughs> whatever yeah and for me the intensity I feel like I've I've always been someone that loves really hard I give my all and in the healthy side it's like I'm very understanding I'm gonna love you you know um unconditionally but now to like a certain extent you know I have my boundaries um in the not so healthy intensity it's more of like yeah like I've yeah you know, the codependency of like ah you're my person and it's like no that person <laughs> is not your whole world you are still your own individual outside of that you have to remind yourself mm-hmm. um and that's where like codependency kind of happened or it is where codependency starts stemming from and centering this person to be like your whole universe when that's obviously like not healthy, you know, losing yourself in a relationship, which is, you know, sometimes it is a disservice to yourself because you just, you know, it's just like, where did I go? So yeah, that's where, at least as a cancer, my intensities levels of like, you know, I love really hard, but also like there's boundaries that still need to be respected and placed and it's really and it's always really a beautiful thing when you are with someone that like is reciprocal of that intensity that's why I like love dating like Pisces Scorpio (laughs) all of them um because it is I like that mutuality of like um I love you and you love me and it's like I'm not scared to show you that I love you and for me love languages are obviously love languages are important I think one of my main ones are, is like quality time, physical touch, and words of affirmation. Those are like one of my favorite. I do like a gift here and there. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yes, buy me a chain. Yes, you know, whatever. JK, JK. 
Anyways, <laughs> or even like um, acts of service. I think those are great too. But I know at least for me now, where I'm at right now, because I think love, love languages kind of change throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, they change. But for me, it's quality time. And we don't have to do anything. I love just like hanging out. Like I'm also a big homebody too, but I'm also not a homebody. And I also love telling people like, I love you. I care about you. And this is, this is why. And physical touch, like, I want to hold your hand. I want to cuddle, like Mm -hmm. kiss me in the forehead, like hug me, hug me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I have the same love languages, like quality time and words of affirmation are so important to me. And I've noticed that in myself too. And my last relationship was with a Cancer and a Scorpio moon. So that was the first time that I dated another water sign. And I loved the intensity (laughs) in the way of like us openly sharing that intensity with each other where we understand, you know, we understand that shared intensity, but. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. So the codependency actually, you know, for me was, you know, when that relationship ended last year, mid last year, and I got into my shadow work, healing my codependency is actually like one of was one of my biggest focuses because I realized that like, I kind of always knew like in my relationships because I had noticed this pattern of me losing myself in them and like losing myself and like not prioritizing myself and my needs as much. So last year I was like, all right, we're getting to the bottom of this. And um, recently on my birthday, I finally bought myself a book. I think it's called Attached because I'm like, I have to learn these attachment styles, I told myself. So here I am, 28, learning about attachment styles, like officially for the first time. But it's so great, you know, when you finally find yourself like leaning into these things and taking accountability for yourself and like knowing like, this is what I need to heal. And this is what I've noticed in myself. And When you shared with us um, that you would, you know, kind of create these, I guess, like characters of like who your partner should be and like what kind of role they should fill. Mm -hmm. It sounds crazy when you say it, but it's so common for so many people, you know, like not even just in relationships, just in general of like having these labels placed on other people and when they don't fill that role that you have for them in your head, it detriments the relationship in some way. And yeah, so I just wanted to affirm you in that, that it's like, it sounds crazy, but it's actually not crazy because it's so normal for so many of us. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I love love though. I think it's great and it's beautiful, but that intensity of like, yeah, I've, uh, yeah, I feel like when water signs date, <laughs> it's amazing and beautiful, but it could be a little bit, you know, when it's not amazing and great, it could be like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah. What would you say now that you're kind of in this season of prioritizing yourself and facing yourself? Um, and you know these things about yourself. 
moving forward, you know, what's important to you in your relationships and and how do you want to navigate them differently? I think for me right now, that's what's important moving forward with like romantic relationships or even just friendships. It's just being like present. Um, I've definitely also have been someone that has self-sabotaged a lot of relationships, friendships, whatever, because of self-sabotaging behaviors and self-sabotage literally stems from feeling like I don't deserve this or like I'm not enough right Mm -hmm. so that's been something that I've kind of learned to you know really realize of like wait I am deserving of this love I am enough like I don't need to like self-sabotage I'm I don't need to wait to get rejected because I'm not going to get rejected and if I do get rejected that's okay it has nothing to do with me um, and just being able to kind of like not be so like like um, pressed on holding it and just kind of like oh or being pressed on control and just letting it go and being present and just enjoying the moment. And I feel like that's been something that I've learned to kind of like bring into like my next or my current <laughs> um, relationships and friendships and things like that. Just being present and allowing yourself to be loved because you deserve it and you're enough and stop telling yourself that you're not enough and you don't deserve it because you're being really silly right now and your brain's being really mean to you and it doesn't (laughs) have to. I have a Virgo moon. So for all my Virgo moon babies, y'all know. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I love that you're highlighting like just being present for it because I think that, you know, it's returning like to the present moment is one of the most powerful, if not the most powerful thing you can do. I was telling a friend the other day that I'm starting to believe that the like cheat code to this life thing is like literally just being present. I agree. I literally agree. I feel like the amount of times that I've literally kind of went through autopilot in my lifetime because I was so stuck in my head literally took me from living my life which is so sad and it's such a really like intense realization at least for me because I realized that like I'm always so in my head all the time Mm -hmm. that it keeps me from literally enjoying my day because I somehow spiraled into like um telling myself that like this is terrible this is all bad and it's all it's all in your head Mm-hmm. You know, and you and when once you start switching that switch of like viewing things in a different way opposed to like, well, what if things go right? Or like, you know, my anxiety is like, this person hasn't texted me, they must be mad at me. Or like, oh, I haven't talked to my friend in a week, they must be mad at me. Opposed to just being like, they're literally probably just busy. And then you text them and they're like, yo, my bad, I'm busy. You're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, letting go of the, the, the tendency to like create assumptions in your head. Yeah, it is wild. Like when you start really leaning into the practice of bringing yourself into the present moment um, and you start realizing how much time you've spent your whole life, like either being stuck in the past or like fixated on the future and worrying about it, stressing about it. It's like, whoo, when all we really have is like this moment happening right now. It's yeah. And I think something that's beautiful about you know us progressing through this conversation is that it kind of really goes back to like the fact that this is all a practice 
you know, everything really is a practice. And, you know, I want to ask you as you've been in this season of healing and learning these things about yourself and, and attachment styles and the codependency and being present and spe- stepping out and doing new things and affirming yourself that you're worthy of them. What practices have been grounding you or what have you been leaning into that has that has been helping you heal and helping you grow? Yeah, so obviously, number one is therapy. Shout out to my therapist. Amazing. Um, so that's always been something that I knew I always needed because I knew I wasn't going to be able to do this without professional help. Because at least for me, I I don't want to self-diagnose myself. I feel that like I need someone to literally guide me because I have I feel like I'm able to tell you where it comes from or whatever. But then I'm just like, I have all of this. What do I do? Help, help me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been, I feel like my <laughs> one of the one, my going to therapy and constantly going to therapy, practicing all the coping, the coping habits that me and my therapist have talked about, which is basically like um, when I first, they, they say I'm a, I'm a professional spiraler because <laughs> I can't spiral really bad. And it's something that I'm, you know, we're working on or whatever. And for me, when I start having that like intrusive thought is more of just kind of like training myself to be like, no, don't or just kind of like okay let me observe it let me it's a it's a thought I don't have to feed into it and that's kind of like sometimes I have to like distract myself it just depends right on the day some days it's like okay whatever like I'm busy I don't have to do anything or some days I actually have to like get up and clean or I have to get up and like you know I'm gonna go eat or like you know what I'm gonna go call my friend and just like talk about something else like kind of like putting that energy into something else into something else or like you know what I don't have to think about this I could do something creative and it's going to bring me more more happiness and like I could think of other things that makes me feel happy so a big thing of like because it's all about energy right anything you do is just energy your thoughts or whatever and for me it's been kind of like all right if I'm starting to feel really low like I'm going to quickly do something that makes me really happy Mm -hmm. and that's like reading a book or sometimes making content or like you know, talking to a friend, um, watching a movie, you know, um, going on a date, um, <laughs> my hair, like dressing or even like dressing. Sometimes I'm like in my PJs all day. I have nowhere to go, but I'm just like, you know what? I should dress up and I dress mm-hmm. up and I'm just, I'm like, wow, you look great. Yeah. And then it's just like, I don't even go anywhere, but somehow that makes me feel good. I'm just like, you still got it, baby. Look at you. You gotta look sad. You gotta be sad. So that's been kind of like the ways that I cope. It depends. There's so many different different ways that I cope and I try to cope my best. Um, at least for me too, is also like, you know, substances. So like alcohol, trying to limit that because if, at least for me with alcohol, and I'll be very transparent, like it's not a fun time, mm-hmm. especially not right now. And that's something that I've been able to kind of recognize and be, and be okay with. And like, be like you know what maybe this is like my sober era and that's completely fine and I have and I'm surrounded by people that don't pressure me to drink Mm -hmm. um they're like all right cool like I still go to bars I still go out and party I'm just drinking like a ginger beer I'm drinking coffee so I could like stay up because if Mm -hmm. not I'm gonna be like I'm sleepy (laughs) so something like that and like actually placing boundaries of like okay like if this thing makes you not so great then maybe you don't have to do it and that's okay. And it doesn't make you 
I feel like um, when I first, you know, started thinking of being sober, a lot of it was kind of like that, like negative of like, ah, like that's bad. Like only certain people are sober, but it's like, no, and, and it's just stigma. And, um, and there's been moments, some I've been like on and off sober, like some moments, like, All right, I'm, I'm in a good mental state where I could like enjoy a beer or I could like drink, like it's fine. But there's also been moments where I'm like, all right, girl, mm, I see where this is going. And you have <laughs> like, what are you going to do? We've been here before. Like you could chill. And I'm like, you're right. We could chill. Yeah. Yeah. That's been one. And I think for me, so if anybody ever was trying to go sober, go for it. If you don't want to, that's okay too. Like I don't judge. But yeah. at least for me, I know that that was something that I have to be very like intentional with. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, right now is maybe going to be a good time. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's everything that you shared is really like, goes back to just like being mindful of like where you're directing your energy because you're so right. Like everything really is energy and, and, you know, where your attention goes, that energy flows. And if you're like building onto an assumption, like that, that energy is going to get stronger if you build on, you know, so it is important to like catch it. And if you feel called to observe it, observe it. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it is important to like, redirect that energy into something creative or redirect it into like resting or something that you know your body and your mind needs so I love that I love that and to kind of you know bring this all full circle I have two questions two last questions for you you recently tweeted that you are coming back to yourself yeah as you are coming back to yourself, like how would you describe that self that you're coming back to? Yeah, I whew, I remember I tweeted that. I tweeted that last week, I think, and I was like in a deep cleaning mode. I was organizing. I was like, you know what? You're coming back to yourself yet again, and that is okay. And I think that was something that's really important for me to say is that like I feel like we're constantly coming back to ourselves, and that's okay. It's not bad. It's not like you you come back to yourself once and you're good. It's like I wish, but we both know it's sometimes you got to come back to yourself multiple times. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's more of like coming back to myself where like we're talking about like energy, like like where I'm not directing that energy into something that makes me sad or like being sad and being like really depressed and being really anxious. Um, I'm coming back to myself where I'm I'm confident I'm trying my best you know every day I'm trying to build the life that I want to live and literally trusting myself that like yo you could you could you could build the life that you want like it's literally within your grasp like you like you could do it like it's it's attainable it might not be tomorrow but it's still attainable Mm -hmm. um so yeah coming back to myself as in like the person you know like my higher self which is someone that's like that just does it you know just just do do things you know (laughs) that's like not scared to do it you know like Nike Mm -hmm. just do it (laughs) um but someone that also is healing someone that also is like trying their best to literally like just not do the same cycles you know break the cycles break the generational trauma like all of that eating good being healthy doing some squats for your booty (laughs) 
Being yeah. a great partner, being a great daughter, being a great friend, um, you know, obviously not holding yourself up way too high where like you can't attain it, but also, you know, providing space of allowing you to be human, like mm-hmm. literally being like, it's okay if you have faults, that is okay, you don't have to be perfect. <laughs> and I feel mm-hmm. like that's also something that I've been coming back to myself of like, you know what, like it's cool, you messed up, it's cool, take accountability, move on. Mm-hmm. What is something that you're very proud of yourself for overcoming? I'm honestly just super proud of myself that even in like my hardest days, even in my lowest days, I still pushed through. Um, and I like never gave up. I'm not cry, but if that's where I'm really like grateful for is that like yeah I've been through a lot this year and it's been a really interesting year a lot of highs a lot of lows um but I'm still here and I'm still trying Mm -hmm. yes girl (laughs) yes yes thank you for sharing that and that's a beautiful pride to take in yourself and to like kind of end this conversation on because I feel like this is where we started the conversation is like you acknowledging your efforts and knowing that you're trying your best and knowing that your best is going to show up differently every day and that's enough you know so I love that and I do want to say like that I'm very proud of you too like I know we don't know each other like that but I can tell that like I it's just noticeable when like people are really finally kind of confronting themselves in ways where it's like it's coming from a very loving intentional space of like all right like I want me to be the best possible version of me and I know that I need to heal these things and I also want to attain these dreams and I need to believe in myself and I want to come into them as like a healed version of me that I'm investing in. So I'm proud of you. Thank you. Is there anything that you feel called to share? I want to hold space for that, but if not, it's all good. Well, I mean, if I'm just going to plug myself in, I am starting a brand. Hopefully it'll go live within this the last remaining of this year in the beginning of next year and it's called from the block so just stay tuned and yeah we'll see where that goes <laughs> I'm glad that you brought that up because I actually had it written down here that you had in your bio from the block and from the from the block film so I was like hmm seems like that's leading somewhere <laughs> yeah from the block is my brand that's gonna go live soon and from the block films is actually uh, my film account that my friend jazz kind of was like yo what happened like you're good at this <laughs> like why did you stop i was like i just got busy and i just kind of stopped and she's like you know you need to get back at it and i was like oh okay so yeah yeah here is hoping to reviving my film era yes and reviving so many aspects of us that went into hiding but deserve to be out in the light (laughs) I I agree I agree well thank you so much Jennifer I appreciate you being vulnerable enough to like share your honesty and your truth with us thank you so much for having me